Maximum Health with your host, Dr. Ken Gray. With over 20 years in healthcare, Dr. Gray is a doctor of oriental medicine and holistic physician fusing Eastern and Western healing. Dr. Gray is on staff at Jupiter Medical Center and in private practice with an office in Jupiter, Florida, where he resides. Dr. Gray enjoys being a physician as well as being an educator. His unique approach to holistic healing has taken him abroad to lecture in Baden-Baden, Germany, and treat sports professionals in Hawaii and Biarritz, France. He is co author of several books on food therapy and the founder of the annual Star Summit Talks at the Norton Museum of Art in Palm Beach, Florida. Now it's time for Maximum Health with Dr. Ken Gray. everyone this is maximum health radio and a podcast uh thank you for joining us every friday 10 a.m if you're local <laughs> eastern standard on 88.9 fm wqcs that is npr national public radio of the treasure coast um as always we have wonderful guests every week for you and we're so fortunate to have in the studio with us today miss Benny caffrey head of school for the pine school um, this conversation in larger sense is really about the future of education, empowering the next generations, the importance of um, academia, arts, sports, all the things that seem to be waning in certain areas, in certain towns, in certain cities, what have you, all around the world. Um, but that is essential for us as a society going forward. So I wanted to speak with someone that I respect um, immensely someone who's uh, uh, the children of this school I, I know personally and the families that attend and have nothing but greatness to say about it the methods the psychology the interests all of it thank you so much for joining us today Miss Benny Caffrey oh well, thank you so much for having me it's my real pleasure to be here and yeah. to have this conversation with you today and yeah. and just with that introduction I know that we have a deep connection about all we hope for in education yes so important. So here we are. We're, uh, Pine School's been around since the 1960s. Yep, it was founded in 1969, and uh, we uh, actually just celebrated our 50th anniversary. Congratulations. Thank you. This mm. past November, I will offer that the school's changed a lot since its inception, if you don't mind my sharing a little bit about that. Please do. The school was originally founded in downtown Stewart, and I, I would have described it as a neighborhood school. It was a collection of families that wanted to offer a, a stronger uh, academic experience for their children. Um, the school for years was early learning through eighth grade and, and had its home in downtown Stewart. Um, in the early 2000s, a visionary group of trustees uh, really wanted to see the school grow and have a high school and, uh, and expand um, to continue to offer that education to its students. And so, um, the, the school uh, purchased the land where the school currently is in Hope Sound. And as, as you know, you visited our campus. We're mm -hmm. right on the border of Martin County and Palm Beach County. Mm -hmm. uh, the school grew its high school moved grades 7 through 12 to that Hope Sound campus and graduated its first high school class in 2009. Um, since then, 
<clears throat> the school made the decision to consolidate all grades onto the Hope Sound campus. And so in 2015, it opened its doors to kindergarten through 12th grade uh, on the campus we enjoy today. It's absolutely spectacular. It's one of the largest independent school campuses in Florida. It's about 142 acres, mm -hmm. and it's got a nature preserve and uh, beautiful modern buildings. Um, just a lovely place for kids to come, come and learn. Um, that's the school today. Yeah, I mean, extremely creative and diverse in, in not only its surroundings, the way that it's presented. I mean, from the moment you enter the gated uh, entrance and the guard is, is yeah. our, <laughs> seems to know everyone Absolutely. and, and um, very personable. So there's, you know, what I always say when patients come to see me is healing starts from the moment you enter the, the door. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's what I felt about the Pine School is, you know, that sense of education, that sense yeah. of well-being begins at the entrance of the gate, uh, yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah, right yeah. at the entrance. Um, you know, going back, I was invited, uh, I had the pleasure and yeah. the honor of being invited a few times to speak, um, not to the students, but no, to the to parents, parents. Yeah, absolutely. Um, which I thought was brilliant. It was a brilliant salute to um, the 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 focus of the school being mm -hmm. a family-oriented education yeah. institution yeah. because a lot of times you don't uh, I don't think people realize how education can affect the home absolutely um, and so when you bring the parents in and you offer um, solutions and ideas which I was probably I'm, I'm obviously one of many speakers that you've invited over the years mm -hmm. but I've been asked to come back and you know some of the same parents were there and then sometimes it grew and the interest that I was brought to speak to was health, yep. um, which is, again, not the most common subject matter for an education institution, but it should be, <laughs> right? I would agree. I mean, we're going to learn more when we're healthier. We're going to learn more when we feel safe and supported. Mm -hmm. And uh, those are, are, you know, constant comments that I that I hear made on our campus. Um, and, you know, you're like to speak to your invitation to come and speak to our parent community. I cannot tell you how strongly I believe that what happens educationally needs to be a partnership between the school and parents. And I, I think often parents can feel like they're left on the outside of that or, you know, that there's something happening at school that they don't understand. Mm -hmm. And um, my real hope is that the Pine School parents feel like, you know, faculty are accessible. We're there to help them weather through whatever might be going on in their family. Um, and there, there's more of it today with COVID-19 than there's mm -hmm. ever been before in my education career. Mm -hmm. If we don't stay focused on uh, people being being well mm -hmm. and, um, again, feeling safe and supported in their place of learning and work, uh, we can't be the best school that we, right. we want to be. Now, there is obviously a, a huge discrepancy of what that picture looks like. You know, publicly, globally, what have you. Sure. Um, I, I feel that there's been this sort of great divide between people who believe that wellness and health is really about some kind of magic pill, mm. taking some kind of, you know, whatever drug is going to do this and that, and maybe more drugs to do whatever. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, some kind of magic vaccination that you'll take, or I don't even know. I just, I, I, I get all sorts of interesting glances at this view through random parts of the news, which seems to flash mm -hmm. all of these ideas to the masses. Yeah. Um, then you have the other section of people, which thankfully is growing, where families are concentrating more on prevention, yep. education of you know uh, sugars, fast foods, you know maybe not being good for the immune system, what the immune system is, what a, what a virus is, mm -hmm. how they work, how, sure. how we can adapt. Um, 
and how we can how we have a symbiotic relationship with all of this yeah. and 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 what prevention is diet exercise all these sort of things which you're you know again the pine school embodies all of that more than the other yeah. you're not looking just to uh, fix things once they happen you're looking to teach and prevent before they happen. I, I hope we are. I hope right. we are. We have a wellness program we offer right. to students in grades um, you know, fifth through eighth grade, and that's yeah. a kind of a student-generated curriculum. Right. Our PE instructor teaching that asks kids what they're eager to learn about. Mm. Um, and you know, we, we staff a full-time counselor. We staff a full-time nurse. I, I'm not a health expert. I'm right. an educator. That's right. my profession. Yes. Yes. But you know, when I think about um, the commitment that we want people to have to, to health and wellness, um, I would offer that few things ever happen magically or easily. I mean, mm. you're, you know, if you want to do well academically, you've got to study, you've got to have great habits, you've got to yeah. have uh, support around you. And, you know, I think ultimately if we're aspiring to, um, you know, a healthy lifestyle and overall wellness in our personal lives, we can't imagine that that's going to happen easily. It's yeah. going to take dedication Absolutely. and commitment. And in an educational setting, if we can weave those ideas together, then I think students are better for it. Yeah, and, and I would say that even with gifts, because mm -hmm. obviously there are those born with tremendous um, intellect. Yeah, intellectual gifts, um, physical gifts. Yes, yeah, and, yeah. and even then those individuals still strive yep. um, to be better and to grow because at the end of the day, you know, that's part of the journey. Yeah, it is. I, I've told my kids in the past that um, I was never the smartest in the room. You know, I'm a great investigator, and uh, that's probably one of my gifts, if anything, uh, among whatever other people might attribute to me. But <laughs> <laughs> um, but when I when I told him about high school, for instance, and the challenges that came with um, drugs, alcohol, those sort of things, for me, I was self-disciplined in a way that I believe that I only had so many brain cells, mm -hmm. and I have so many challenges against me already. Mm -hmm. So I'm not going to add a challenge, <laughs> more challenge, by consuming you know drugs yeah. and alcohol yeah. while going through my learning and growth yeah. phase. Yeah. And that clicked for them, and that has still clicked for them. And thankfully, I haven't had the challenge of having to watch over them in an area and time where so much is about self-medication mm -hmm. and you know drugs whatever it's whether it's prescription or otherwise and um how how is that dealt with in your in the pine school yeah yeah so you mean that message of yeah. really trying to make healthy life choices yeah. and not abuse drugs and alcohol right. so again we have our wellness program um that we teach in middle school grades fifth through eighth and that's mm -hmm. you know developmentally appropriate for those absolutely different yeah that's a good uh, bending yeah. <laughs> bending of the branch time because you want to bend the branch you don't want to have to break it when yeah. they're too old to really yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah. um we also have a freshman seminar class where our freshmen are gathered once a week for uh different you know little snippets or programming and our counselor um, Heidi Kay is her name she is a part of that program and talks to students about peer pressure making healthy choices um, you know abstaining from drugs and alcohol again to your point during that time when when brains are growing and developing um, mm. and uh, you might find this interesting you know for years there's been a history in education I think of of wanting to have um, students hear a talk like you know the say no to drugs message coming from um, maybe someone who has been critically really, really impacted by drug and alcohol abuse, you know, yeah. kind of a, I don't want to say a scare tactic, but maybe a sens sensationalized story. And mm -hmm. I, I think for students in high school, they don't often, you know, relate to stories like that because part of adolescence is, is really, um, 
this is just developmental. It's an egocentric idea that they're mm-hmm. above that, that right. you know, they, they don't connect with that happening to them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would offer that it's a, you know, it's a rare event when you have a speaker come and, and offer a really life-altering story. However, mm-hmm. um, in biology classes, in middle school science classes, if we can talk to children about uh, brain science and brain health, that's a really concrete way for them to understand why we wouldn't want to take risks with our body and introduce uh, you know, really unhealthy substances. Yeah. Um, it is the truth that you know, I, I think um, you know, there's always that experimentation with with students, but to offer them a consistent message of, please don't do that. If nothing else, wait while you're growing. I mean, mm-hmm. it is. Um, there's there's no disputing um, how harmful it can be. Right. Um, at the same time, I will also tell you that um, the Pine School tackles issues like that as they arise again from a place of care and support. And if if we have a student who would self-identify and say, you know, I'm struggling with an addiction, I've I've got a dependency problem, it is my orientation not to tackle that as disciplinary, especially Mm -hmm. the first time around, but instead to partner with the parents, to partner Mm -hmm. with that family, to involve our school counselor and our nurse, and ultimately to work towards the health of that child in in a community that is already, you know, knowing them and supporting them, um, and to hope for, uh, you know, for for reformation, right? To hope for someone who can turn that around. you know, I, again, don't pretend to have all the answers, but for me as an educator and, and just as a, a, you know, a human who um, has, mm-hmm. has seen a lot of things through my life and through um, you know, knowing as many families as I have as an educator, like to come at it with that, from that place of humanity and just you know, wanting to really care for kids. Um, and, yeah, and that's beautiful because, and, and I love that you keep going back to the principle of including family. Because mm-hmm. that's one of the biggest questions I think when and anyone should ask when they see these happenings in the news yeah. or, or a young person who is, I guess, in the newest uh, current events, burning down buildings or whatever it is, yeah. where was the parents? Mm-hmm. Where mm-hmm. was the, right? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> that's what it goes back to. Yeah. And, and unfortunately, yeah, that is what, the question should be for anyone that is yeah. not an adult committing crimes and issues is yeah. where is the parents and, yeah. and and so it's nice that you would involve them in these cases and keep that open channel. Well, you have to. Um, I mean, you know, we've got students for eight hours a day, but yeah. their families have them for the rest of the time yeah. and all weekend. Yes. And, um, yeah. and and so, you know, we, we count on it. We yeah. really and truly count on it and don't want that relationship between the school and the family to become antagonistic if it's, right. you know, at all avoidable. Right. Um, you know, we don't want to keep information from families. We want to have an open dialogue. Um, you know, I guess I would also offer and, and recognize that I, I know I speak from um, a place of privilege in that the Pine School is an independent school. Right. We're small by design. You right. know, we don't have that many students. And so student-teacher ratio, really low. Um, but with that, you know, with that privilege, I think, comes a responsibility to maybe model what we hope for all students. Right. Um and then also to make that education accessible. You know, I'm, I'm, I know I'm diverting a little bit, but I just, no, I, you know, that, while we talk, it's so I just important. <laughs> I mean, because that is a reality. And there yeah. are people listening to this that would say, you know, oh, these well, are great principles. Great, but, yeah. but, you know, yeah. the Pine School, yeah, it, full disclosure, is a private school. It is a private and school. And so by nature of being a private school, it's going to uh, entertain a certain demographic. Yeah. Right? But and we, that demographic may have 
a spouse that is home and yep. able to and attend able to meetings yep. and and so forth while the husband you know it's, it's probably it might be a that perfect picture yep. picture perfect dynamic of what, what we would like a family in this uh, 21st yeah. century to be. And I know we've got families at Pine with yeah. two working parents right. who are, are, you know, busting it to pay the tuition because right. they want their children in that so environment. So that's the other picture. Yeah, right. we also extend a, a, a really healthy amount of um, financial aid to families or flexible tuition right. to families who want to work with the school, again, because they really connect with with you know our mission, our focus, our right. goals and education. And so uh, I would just... You know, as we speak and as maybe people are listening to us thinking, wow, that sounds like an extraordinary school, right. I wouldn't want anyone to hear it's inaccessible to me right. because I, I, you know, I think we work hard to make that um, not the case. Beautiful. Yeah. Now, speaking of access, you know, things have changed during this, uh, you know, I, I don't even know what to call it, <laughs> <laughs> the, the COVID-19 yeah, era yeah. time. The 2020 of, year. I don't even know. <laughs> right? yeah. um, you know, because I, I just can't. I can't honestly use the word pandemic. I hate it. Okay. I think it's not appropriate okay. for what's going on. There's not anyway. <laughs> I mean, could we call it a public health crisis? Public health crisis yeah. in many ways, mentally yeah. more so. And, and I connect. I mean, I say that because you know? I connect with yeah. that word crisis. Yeah. Yes. In fact, I yes. was just speaking to our faculty about yeah. it this morning. Yeah. Um, at the Pine School, we have yeah. a late start every Wednesday yeah. so that faculty can have some professional time, yeah. and um, and we connect on a, a, a Zoom call yeah. uh, at, at, or Google Meet at 745, yeah. and just quick check-in. Hey, how are you doing? Yeah. Any announcements? And today, um, I did spend a little bit of time saying to them, you know, we're, we're moving into multiple, multiple months yeah. of, of the world upended the way right. that it is right. for all of us. Right. And, um, and by the way, just because this is prolonged, just because it's going on for months and months, doesn't mean that we can just stop thinking about the way that it impacts us emotionally. Right, right. Um, you know, teachers are stressed, parents are stressed, Everybody, kids yeah, are stressed. Yeah. Everyone is experiencing um, what I would call a you know a, a long term crisis. Yeah. Um, and what's been interesting for me as an educator, I think it's been really wild to tackle things that have come my way, you know, um, problems to solve, decisions to make that really do extend um, beyond my my comfort as an educator. I've done a lot of education and gotten a lot of advice as we have navigated um, running school amidst COVID-19. But when I was speaking with the faculty this morning, uh, the faculty and staff, I said, you've got to check in on yourself. Mm -hmm. You've got to check in on others. And you've really got to check in on the students in our classes because, um, you know, like it or not, whether it's conscious, subconscious, yeah. there's this chronic crisis oh, that yeah. everyone is navigating. I mean, I feel yeah. it myself. Oh, you know? there's just a level of palpable <laughs> anxiety yeah. and stress and and feeling just over thisness, yeah. if that's even a term. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but it is now. But yeah. um, you know, and I and I don't want to dismiss the physical nature of it and the mm-hmm, people that mm-hmm. have physically suffered health wise, but Absolutely. I think there's way more emotional um, well, that's affecting of, everyone. Yeah, you know? there's I mean, way more emotional absolutely. issues going on with this, and um, we just can't dismiss that. So, so that being said, prevention, you know, for me and my patients goes f- way further than mm-hmm. 
just wearing a mask or washing hands. It's really about taking that five to 15 minutes a day to meditate. Yep. It's about, <laughs> you know, checking in, like you said. Yeah. It's about eating right. It's about balance. It's about, you know, family time and, yep. and remembering what's important. Yeah. And, yeah. and so that's something that I don't think is being discussed on a mass level, well, but that's the stuff we need to hear. Yeah, and it's harder yeah. to do amidst yeah. a, a crisis, right. right? I mean, so, you know, back to our earlier uh, point in this conversation, yeah things like that don't come easily. You know, right. lifelong health and wellness does not just come, you know, because you take the right pill. It right. is a real commitment and a real orientation right. that you have to be ready to to commit yourself to daily. And so amidst this crisis, I think that commitment becomes even harder. Yes. And, I, and I think that, you know, we've seen people who maybe have that orientation, the way stress has affected them is they've tossed it out the window. You mm -hmm. know, they've lost their habit of exercise. They've lost their habit of, of eating well or having family dinner. And I don't say that to preach to anyone. I will right. humbly offer that I'm guilty of it myself. Right. And so, you know, it takes that community orientation, that um, that feeling, you know, maybe at a school of, of um, you know, knowing that you're there, that you're safe and supported to say, how can I slowly try and work my way back to that optimal place um, amidst all that is so not right in the world right, right now. Now, what about the virtual versus in-person? Mm -hmm. How does that work at the Pine School these days? Yeah, so um, <laughs> it's it's working out okay, I would offer. Um, in the spring, we quickly, quickly uh, switched to remote learning. Mm -hmm. Everyone was at home, teachers, mm -hmm. students, everyone was, um, was learning remotely. And uh, we did make the decision to open our campus this fall to in-person teaching. I just wanna give a huge shout out and compliment to the faculty and staff at the Pine School. Absolutely. Everyone came back, yeah, everyone good. came Beautiful. back. I mean, it just, you know, I think that that shows <clears throat> the community's commitment to this idea that for children, for families who are choosing to have, you know, their, their kids go to a campus to enroll in a school like the Pine School, right. um, it's better in person. It's better for students and it's better for teachers. Um, however, we also appreciate that there are really, really uh, significant medical, re medical reasons why a child might need to learn remotely through right. this public health crisis. And so uh, we offered that to families. Uh, we called it Pine at Home. So we wanted to distinguish it from this idea of remote learning because not everyone is remote, right? So. We're, at cam we're on campus, our teachers are in classrooms. There are students though that connected into classrooms through Google Meet. And I don't think what we're doing is, is unique. I think there are a lot of schools who have chosen to solve the, solve the problem this exact same way. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. We're fortunate to have the technology like that where a teacher can just put an iPad on a tripod and open up a Google <laughs> Meet and the kid you know, is there at home right. sitting at their desk with their Pine School shirt on and, right. uh, and tuning into class. Um, again though, back to that comment about stress, I mean, I am, very, very cognizant of the extra layer of stress that adds to a faculty member. Mm -hmm. um, you know, to, to have two audiences, right? You've got your in-person group in class, and then you've mm -hmm. got a student you're trying to engage from, um, from home, and it, right. it, you know, diverts their attention a little bit. More and more, we've seen students come back to campus as their families have, um, you know, become more comfortable. Have we seen an improvement in um, just the community uh, in infection rate, the positivity rate? Yeah. Um, We'll see where we go now. I, I read the headlines, of course, and we're just taking it day by day. Yeah. Um, but that's how it looks at the Pine School. We have found that some things are much more efficient remotely. Mm. And so um, 
like the, the meetings you came to Friday morning in the dining hall to speak to the parents, we've hosted some of those virtually and have found that we get better attendance because our working parents are able to, to tune, know, in, yeah. Yeah, tune in from work. Uh, again, we're in Hope Sound, and so that's a drive for many of our families, and I think some of them appreciate um, being able to come to a meeting, get some great information, make some connections, and you know, not having to hop in the car 20 minutes each way. So um, it's, it's interesting. I, I can't wait to get on the other side of this and see all of the positivity that comes um, you know, in education and specifically for the Pine School because right. of what we've learned to navigate. Now, you know, I've read uh, where Harvard, for instance, was offering, you know, virtual uh, learning and classes at a less of a yearly yeah, rate. Yeah. Is that something you see in the forecast for private schools, for instance, for people who may not even live in the area but yeah. want to, you know, they're listening to this? Or Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> or want, you know, edu- higher education and yeah. empowerment from more accredited teachers yeah. that are more dedicated, whatever Absolutely. that, you know. Absolutely. And, um, and so then now you have this virtual option which you know you could be in another state and then say I want my child to go to the Pine School virtually and maybe they're older so yeah yeah it it piques my interest I think Mm -hmm. I do pause and I ask at the core what is our mission you know what are we about at the Pine School Um, something we haven't talked about at all but a huge part of our um, our goal as a school is to um, teach environmental education because of our campus and our connection to Florida and the natural environment we're right right next to Jonathan Dickinson Park and so um you know, I, I don't know. I don't know that a student ultimately in another state who never came to our campus would really feel what it is the we're fullness, hoping. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And and I also would offer there are tons of great online schools that specifically work to make that a wonderful education. Okay. What I really hope, though, is that the Pine School is able to offer a certain degree of flexibility for families who have a great reason to travel or to be off campus for a period of time. Um, you know, for example, um, I'm thinking of a couple of families whose parents, um, you know, leave the area to work and maybe for, you know, two, three weeks a month, they might want their family to go with them. And gosh, how cool would it be if that child could just you know, attend remotely for that month and then come yeah. back to campus and re-engage and get back on the sports teams and back in the art classes. Yeah. and and still have that rich family time, um, you know, because that's the priority then. I, like, that to me would be totally great if that was what the Pine School could figure out. And we're already doing it. We have a family that's going to be remote for the month of November and another that I think is going to do a long trip over the winter. Beautiful. Yeah. And how would one get in touch with the Pine School if they were oh. lucky enough to live close oh, enough? Oh, well, thank you so much for asking. <laughs> <laughs> um, you could contact our admission office anytime. Uh, just look up the school on the website, give the front desk a, a call, and, and reach out via phone. Mm-hmm. I also want to invite everyone to the open house we're going to have. We're going to mm-hmm. host it on Saturday, November 14th from 10 to 1130. And uh, we're hosting that event on Saturday just because we want to have, have our guests visit it when we don't have students um, on campus, but totally ready to show off our spectacular campus to anyone who wants to stop by and get a tour and um, take a look at our facilities and meet me and our admission director, Beth Lettengarver, and also some of my other colleagues. So we're very accessible and we would love to tell people more about the Pine School if they want to learn if it's right for them, them, you know, their family, their students. Beautiful. Yeah. Well, thank you. This has been Benny Caffrey. Head of School at the Pine School. This has been another Maximum Health Quality Living. And if you've missed any portion of this show, you can find it on all podcasts uh, at your convenience. Please subscribe, stay in touch. And if you have any suggestions, you can reach me uh, via Dr. Ken at drkengray.com. 
See you next time. You shut me down, you like the control. You speak to me like I'm a child. Try to hold it down, I know the answer. I can shake it off and you feel threatened by me. I try to play it nice, but oh.